shows and everything else that's cool and MutinyRadio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets. It's time for Happy Hour here on Mutiny Radio. I'm excited. We have a huge list of comedians that all want to perform for you tonight before Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, the big showcase tonight. Here with uh, Tess Berry. Who else is on this show? Uh, Ethan Albers, Spencer Latham, Adam Strawbridge, Jason Bomforth. That's all going to be coming up at 8 o'clock on Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse. But right now, it's time for the Happy Hour here on Mutiny Radio. We're going to be back with our first comedian in like two seconds. Enjoy Carne Cruda, Oakland's tight. The Mutiny Radio Happy Hour, the happiest of happy hours. Uh, there's free Indian food. Uh, don't be. We're, I'm gonna get some things that you guys can portion it out onto plates and the whatnot. There are a lot of hippie hands in there. Be careful. Don't catch anything. All right, but yeah, because I get the food donated, and uh, you know, I just never hear when it comes here, so I can't hide it from the people that aren't necessarily as helpful to the station as you are, comedians. Thank you for giving us your money and your time every week here at Mutiny Radio. Your first comedian of the night is a hilarious guy. You guys are going to laugh amazingly at his jokes. Don't worry. I'm going to go outside and get them to come in. Don't worry. But here we go. Put your hands together for your first comedian, Adam Perlstein. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Um, Paul, what's new with you, dude? Oh, sorry to bother you, dude. I know you were doing something. What's that? You found a historical artifact. It's called a CD. Yeah. Okay. No, it's no problem. No, it's fine. Everybody's coming in there. Hey, we, is this a, a networking uh, meeting? Can we stop handshaking and uh, and sit down? Other uh, jokes? How you doing, man? How you doing? Yeah. You're a very well-groomed individual. You have very nice hair, very nice facial features. Are you a jeans model? You look like a, a jeans model. Oh, dude, I know you were crazy, dude. I thought you were going to give me, like, a shy response. You're a comic? I didn't know you were a comic. Sorry, my bad, dude. Okay. Um, is everybody here? What's going on, Paul? Um, are, what's your name? Have we met yet? No, my name's Todd. Todd, nice to meet you. I'm Adam. Um, is that it? Was there anybody else outside? Oh, it's not a... <laughs> somebody, uh, the market... What's up? I'm heckling you. You're heckling me? I want to do some jokes? Hey, what's what's going on, ma'am? Come ruin my set. Was has already been five minutes? No, it hasn't. 
I'm going to start. So, um, so people think about like what happens to you like when you die, the process of that. Do you go to heaven, hell? What happens? I think about what happens to us like before we're born, like how we become the people we are, the process of all of that. Here's what I think happens. First off, you shoot out your dad's dick. You exist. You're a sperm, right? We're all on the same page. And then you go down the tunnel and you go through the thing and then you end up in the uterus. When you get to the uterus, there's God. And he's sitting down on like a little desk. And you get to go up to him and you get to talk about what kind of person you want to be. You get to have the whole thing out. So you walk up, um, you sit down, God looks at you and he says, hey, how's it going, man? I'm God, but everyone here calls me Dumbledore. I'm like, what, what did you say? He's like, don't worry about it. Um, congratulations, we're gonna make you a human being. Now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask you a series of questions and we're gonna try to figure out what kind of human being you wanna be. This Is everybody on the same page with this joke? Does everybody get the setting and all that, what I'm doing right here? I'm having a conversation with God, negotiating who I'm gonna be. So he goes and asks me a series of questions of, of what I want. And he goes, okay, here's your first question. Um, do you wanna be a boy or a girl? I'm like, uh, I don't know, um, boy? He's like, all right. Uh, next question. Uh, do you want to be retarded? <laughs> I'm like, um, no. And then he says, are you sure? All right, guys, that was Adam Pearlstein. He didn't want to take his last minute. Do you oh, want to I got one more. I'll do, can I do one minute, please? Yeah, okay, so um, Valentine's Day is coming up. I'll probably spend it at home alone again because uh, I'm a really bad boyfriend. And um, my, uh, does somebody mock laugh at my fucking romance joke? Anyway, um, so... Um, I, uh, my girlfriend, uh, you know, she's... Um, uh, I dated a girl one time. She was a stripper. Um, truthfully, my ex was a was a stripper, which might sound pretty cool to some of you guys. But like, I'm a pretty jealous guy, and just the idea of a woman uh, making more money than me, like, how do you even deal with that? Uh, but seriously, I am a jealous guy. I'm out of town a lot doing comedy. I'm really not. But uh, same. Um, so I got her a dildo from when I'm out of town. But it's not a regular kind of dildo. It's a special kind of dildo where she touches it, it goes flaccid just to lower her self-esteem. Is that a clever idea? <laughs> now. I watch porn sometimes, and girls say they watch porn too, but like girls don't watch porn the same way guys watch porn, you know? I mean, like they say they do, but not the same level that guys do. I mean, some girls shave their face, you know? Um, but um, my girlfriend asked me if I think about her when I masturbate. I go, yeah, I think, oh boy, you wouldn't like this very much, and then that's basically all I think about. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> taking the bullet for all of you clap wildly for him yay all right your next comedian's been hanging out here since three o'clock this afternoon uh i saw him when i left and he was here when i got back i was like marcelo you're rad put your hands together you guys a very funny marcelo maldonado Hello. Hello. What's up, guys? Uh, I want to talk to you about real stuff today. Let's talk about real stuff. So great. 
Excellent. Cool. That was the best. That was the best on-stage instruction I've ever received. Anyone but that one. That's great. Uh, that yeah. I only had two options as far as that. I want to talk about real stuff, guys. Back into it. I want to talk about real stuff. I want to talk about love. Let's talk about love. Uh, I don't know where it is. I can't find it. Can't find love. Don't know where it is. Um, I went to the library. There's no fucking love at the library, you guys. Just uh, trying to get around the Dewey Decimal System and the porn blockers on the computers. I was at uh, I was at a carnival. There's no fucking love at a carnival. I guessed the woman's weight. She slapped me in the face, which was fair because I was supposed to be operating the Tilt-A-Whirl at the time. I was at a DUI checkpoint. There's zero love at a DUI checkpoint, fellas. Uh, you know? She said, license and registration. I said, you have a beautiful speaking voice. And then she threw me to the ground. There's no, uh, there's no love at WrestleMania either. This one's my favorite. Uh, there's no love at WrestleMania. Uh, she stole my belt and I didn't see her again till SummerSlam. Yeah, one person actually knows what that is. That's one of those things that's just too specific. Even though, did you guys, you guys know, statistically, professional wrestling is the po most popular sport in the world after soccer. Statistically. But with, like, children. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my audience, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... In Florida, there is like an inordinate amount of times, uh, I'm probably not using that word correctly, but there's a lot of times where an, a criminal will be fleeing the police, like trying to hide somewhere and then get eaten by an alligator. Like that's happening a bunch. More than you would have previously suspected. <laughs> a bunch of times alligators are eating these criminals. And it's kind of interesting because at this point, the alligators in Florida have about the same kill rate that the police do in Florida. <laughs> like, it's about the same. Like, they look over at the alligator like, thanks, Detective Chompers, and then he bl blinks two sets of eyelids back at them. Do you guys know that? Alligators have two sets of eyelids? No. Fucking science. <laughs> Fucking science. Never let it be said. You can't learn from my sets. <laughs> All right, guys. My name is Marcel. Thank you very much. The more you know with Marcelo Maldonado here on the happy hour. Uh, we are all hanging out at mutinyradio.fm on the corner of 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. You guys should come by. Stick around. We have comedy all night. Very excited about that. I didn't tell you guys at the top of the show. This is the happy hour. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Uh, this is going to be a great show tonight. I don't think our next comedian is here. She did a pre-sign, but I don't see our curly-haired wonderment, Amy Bebo. Did we see her? I don't see her either. So we're moving right along. Uh, he's your favorite old man. You guys clap wildly. It's Paul Sanford. <laughs> Union 
much better looking <laughs> and no I have not been schlonging Hillary in say, New Hampshire this is just playtime okay you hold them up I tell balls yes you know I have a very ordinary dick I could never be a porn star but I have great balls and if balls were the ticket I mean look here I am telling jokes to comedians hoping to get laughs well twat guy called me a twat and I said, thank you for the promotion. I used to be a dick. Hey, who wouldn't want three, uh, okay, a Jew, a woman, and a bigot walked into a bar and ran for president. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> bisexual, yes, I'm bisexual. I look at pictures of my, I look at pictures of myself when I was 20 and I say, wow. I'm into that guy. I'm hot for that guy. Everybody should have fucked that guy. Everybody should have had sex with that guy. And I realize I'm turned on, you know? I'm really turned on. I realize I wish I'd had sex with that. I did have sex with that guy. Every time he had sex, I had sex. Give me my orgasm. Young women are so demanding these days. How many of you guys have ever given a woman an orgasm? Come on. Let's hear. Oh, come on. How many of you guys have? Liars. No, no, no. If she has an orgasm, that's hers. The best you can get is an assist. Okay. Lubricated tip. Yes, for me, that would be an enema. Well, white privilege. It is a white privilege to be here today. Green card. I can't do one of those marriages. No, nobody would ever believe I consummated it. Okay. Suicide jokes. If you're going to tell a suicide joke, you should at least try it once or twice, right? Okay. <laughs> just a beaver. Why do they say just a beaver? Just a beaver all the time. Bust just a beaver. It's not just a beaver. It's something really special. It's a national treasure. Abort. Yes. Guys, if you were pregnant, guys, would you get an abortion? Huh? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Not me. I'd go on maternity leave. I'd go on all the talk shows. But then when they say, Paul, how did you get pregnant after menopause? Okay, never mind. A lesbian hand job. Have you ever had a lesbian hand job? You watch lesbians, the way they are with each You don't understand what I mean? The way lesbians are so loving with each other and they're so nice, do what lesbians do, guys. And they're so like, yeah, does that feel good? Yeah, do you want to fuck me? Yeah, no, any never my, my, my junk. Yes, guys says to me, don't look at my junk. And I say, sir, you're in the locker room. You don't have anything on at all. I can see all your junk is in the locker and I don't want your little tiny joke. It's too small for me. Joe, quit. I'm not going to quit until I get on the Johnny Carson show. Woman up. Hey, everybody, woman up. Instead of man up, say woman up. Let's hear it. Woman up. Oh, shit. Say it again. Woman up. Woman up. Yeah, say it again. Because I like woman on top sex. Hey, the next president will be gay. Yes, it's true. Donald Trump blows the C word. Here, we'll end with this. I'm going to say it's okay. I'm going to say the C word because young guys are always saying, Paul, you're 100 years old. You must have known a lot of cunts in your time. And I say, yes, and they were all young white boys like you. Hey, <laughs> listen, at my age, I've learned you cannot always finish, but you can stop. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. Paul Stanford wrote some jokes, you guys. Keep clapping. 
Yep, what about the Jew and the woman and the bigot in a bar? That was amazing. That was stellar. I was trying to give him an applause break. He doesn't even know what an applause break is. You'd think from a man who had the clap in the 40s, he'd know what an applause break is, but he just can't even hear. It's absolutely fine. Your next comedian is a funny lady with very curly hair and a really lovely jokes. Put your hands together. Everybody, it's Amy Bebo. Like I'm at work, you know. Now I now I feel like comfortable where I belong. So, ladies um, and gentlemen, ladies, you know sometimes I have special words for the guys and want to take them through a visualization. But tonight I want to focus on like how we can take our streets back. You know, like how we can take the streets back. Cause like, it's kind of scary out, out there sometimes being a woman. There's like a, you just never know like what kind of encounters that you might have. And so I, I'm trying to make it a trend for us to all carry raw eggs with us, like in some kind of safe thing so they don't like wreck our purses and stuff like that. So the next time you're like walking down the street and there's like a homeless guy and he's like, you know, oh, yeah. doing his thing. And he's like, hey baby, you're looking a little worn out from when you were in child born, you know, you can just reach into your pocket, grab your little raw egg, and throw it like right at his head. Like, and this, yeah, this is not just about comedy. This is about like, seriously, like, like what can we do, you know, that's not really assault, you know, cause like, you know, you know you, you're not gonna necessarily, you don't wanna touch that person, you know, with your like physical body, but you know, you might just like have, you know, an egg in your pocket and throw it at him. So this brings me into a revenge fantasy that I have that I also want to take you through that you can also apply to your life, which is called Balls Shiner Egg. And it starts out with, when do we, like again, when can we start, you know, like getting physical with someone who's done something to you? You know, is it if they're, if they're like verbally abusive, can we like fight back? Or do they have to like physically touch you? It doesn't matter. Because all you have to do to have a legitimate reason to knee a guy in the groin is yell, that's my purse! Okay? That's all you need to do. And, like, everybody around will be like, oh, what did that guy do? Right? So you say that, that's my purse! And then you, like, he's like, what the fuck? Who are you? Whatever. And you knee him in the balls. I mean, maybe he's your ex-boyfriend. It doesn't matter. Knee him in the balls. And then when he goes down, you bring your fist up into his eye. And then he gets a black eye. And now you got to be the girl that gave that dude a black eye, which is kind of special. But then when you want to add like that extra layer, I know it's not funny, this is a lecture. Um, <laughs> this is just a lecture. We only have so much time to get through it. So then like after he's like super confused and you just, and now his friends are kind of sad because like you punched him in the face, but then you pull the egg out and you smash it on his head and then it's funny again. Right, because eggs are funny. I'm sorry, they are. And they're, you know, like people are just eating them all the time. And you know, that's like one use for eggs, you know, but that gives you cholesterol. And um, you know, like, I, you don't even have to buy the organic eggs. I mean, normally I'm all about like chicken happiness, but in this case, like if you just wanna buy like, depends on how many people like are harassing you. You know, like if, if you can afford to get the $9 fucking a dozen eggs that I buy when I put them in my body, that's one thing, but you know, if you're gonna harass a lot on the street, you know, you might wanna buy like just the cheaper ones. Anyway, so then, the best part, he's got the egg on his head, he's super confused, his friends aren't sure yet if it's good, you just slap him on the ass and say good game. Because you can slap any man on the ass as long as you say good game, you know? And then it basically kind of brings it all back around to where like, 
everybody's kind of shocked. And again, you know, this is like kind of a revenge fantasy. You know, this is a revenge fantasy that I had for like a guy that, um, like a fel felonious hottie that I brought home once who like stole my credit card. <laughs> you know, and so then we were like, we came up with this whole program, which we didn't get to do. We did egg his house, but we didn't get to like egg his face as much as we wanted. But I do want to just like impart that like women's self-defense to the ladies for tonight. So that is my set that I rushed to get here in like a very confused Uber pool. So I love you guys a lot. <laughs> Happy Friday night. Yay, Amy Bebo. I say you get your actual menstrual eggs and then throw that at them. And then you really fuck them up, right? Yeah, we got to take the menstrual eggs. And that's freaky. Absolutely. Your next comedian, he's a freaky. He has one of, one of my uh, favorite jokes right now. He has one of my favorite racist jokes right now. I love it so much. I'm not going to, I hope he says it because it's my favorite joke right now that happens to be extremely racist. Uh, Put your hands together, everybody. It's Ian Kung. Racist joke? Oh, God. Okay. Um, hey, you guys. You guys have any plans for Valentine's Day? Having fun? Yeah, okay. I mean, either. That's why we're here. It's fine. I, uh, let's just work out some shit, okay? I wish I were a little bit tougher, you know? It'd be nice. Helps attract the ladies and stuff. But, I mean, for a guy who played varsity ping pong, I feel like I'm doing okay. Yeah. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I don't. Th I don't really think it's. I don't really think it's my fault. Like being Chinese is like tough. You don't really. You kind of have that that limit of toughness that you can have. Right? We don't really have any badasses in our culture, right? There's like what, Jackie Chan, right? Bruce Lee. Yeah. There's like two billion of us. There should be more than just two. All right. I don't know. My um. Hold on, just let's let's work. I'm gonna work through some shit. Fuck you guys. All right, so inflate. Hey guys, I, I I'm pretty glad that I don't have to go out this weekend because usually like the last girlfriend I had, she uh, she really liked to go clubbing and shit, and I don't really like that because whenever I dance, I look like those inflatable tube men in front of car dealerships, fucking raising the roof like it's Labor Day in the club. <laughs> hey, that's a legitimate one. Guess what? That's going back into the rotation. <laughs> Uh, I wish, uh, I think pedestrian, uh, no, not pedestrians. Oh, no, 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 that's the punchline. All right, Work and pull, pull back, pull back, pull back. Forget you said, all right. I'm, uh, okay, I think that bikes, bicyclists are getting a little too confident, right? I feel like I'm driving down the road and they're kind of, they're kind of coming into my lane and they're just like, they don't understand like the tough position you put me in, right? Like if I hit you, you're going to jail. I wish that pedestrians could walk in the bike lane, and I and I would just be walking in the bike lane all the time, and I'd be edging like fucking bicyclists out into the road and be like, hey, fuck you and your needs, you know? Yeah, there. Well, that really wasn't much of a punchline. No, I don't want to undo. I don't want to undo. Okay, so I went to the doctor the other day. It doesn't matter because I'm actually no. I was gonna say I'm lying, but that's actually happened now. Now that I think about it, most of these are lies. I'm not. I'm gonna level with you guys. 99% of this shit alive, but this really did happen. I found a freckle on my foot, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit, so I went to the Kaiser Center, because I have health insurance, like real health insurance, and the doctor came in, they're like, oh, we're gonna have like a, like a, a, a foot wart specialist come and check you out, and I'm thinking, please don't leave me in here with the guy who decided he wanted to specialize his entire life on foot warts, <laughs> like, is there something wrong with that guy, you know? All right, me neither. Um, okay, my friends, 
Okay, I don't like, I have a couple friends who are like really, really political online, right? Those, those Facebook political friends. I mean, we're all comics. We have, I mean, we have thoughts and feelings and shit. I don't like the ones who say that they are, you know, that their political affiliations are anarchists, right? What the fuck do you think is gonna happen when you're anarchist? You're not gonna be at the top of the anarchy pile when everything's all, you know, in flames and shit. You're gonna be like the guys in Batman who like walk out onto the ice, you know? Good. Special, special children, something. Oh, okay, I'm tired of people. Okay, I don't like it when parents name their kids like special names, you know? Because I feel like they're pretentious, like Starfire or like Michelle spelled weird or something. Yeah, because it's like, how pretentious is it that I have to like learn something just to be able to address you? You know what I mean? I think it's a little like, Okay, this is what happened. I met a girl the other day and her name was Isis and that was just so marvelous to me. She's all like, peace and love. And I'm like, fuck you, what are you talking about? This, that's justice to me. A little bit? Yeah, I, I don't like that either. Terror, something about terror. Like, I mean, there, if she was just named like Anna or something, there, there's no Anna terrorist organization. What was I thinking with that? I don't know, I was, I was named out of a book, you know? So. Because there's not a lot of Chinese people named Ian, okay? It's a Scottish name. I don't know. Some origin about, okay. Um, something about, God, what do I want to say? Something about being an accident? Anyway, so that's all I really wanted to talk about. Thanks for you guys for playing along. You guys were a lot of fun. Woo! Ian, come! So just so you know, he has a joke where he says that he was the only chink that was a chunk because he was fat when he was little and it makes me laugh so hard because you use the term I'm, it's like it's like the n-word to me you're not allowed to say it so i love it when you do it makes me laugh very far, hard it's a, fart is like a cross between a fart and a hard laugh your next comedian another funny guy he runs a show he's going to be running the next the last thursdays of the month uh he might be calling it hired killers like it used to be it might be something completely different you guys are going to love him it's ben lupinetti <laughs> Who's the last guy? Alan, is that his name? Ian. Ian. The guy has the confidence of a salesman who knows he's wasting your time. It's just like, hey, you want to buy a vacuum cleaner? It's fucking, yeah, I, don't, I, I wouldn't buy it either. Fucking great. Um, when somebody tells you when you're freaked out or your imagination is running away with you that it's all in your head. Don't worry about it. It's all in your head. It's not comforting. Because you know what else is all in your head? Is mental illness. And that shit's serious. All right, I might try that one again. I don't know. Somebody told me I should do comedy after they watched my set the other night. <laughs> it's like, that's a, that's a good tip. I'm gonna try that. Um, I got high last night and I started thinking. I quit cigarettes a while ago, but it was on my mind that the warnings they put on the packs of cigarettes telling you about the dangers of smoking is 
probably ineffective and maybe even totally counterproductive. Because first of all, to get that detailed little paragraph of information, you have to buy a pack of cigarettes to read it. And then, you know, you have the cigarettes. What are you going to do, not smoke them? It's like, okay, fine. But more than that, that warning just underscores the principal appeal of smoking, which is that every time you do, you're killing yourself by one cigarette. And that's enough to feel like a badass, but still be safely within a comfort zone of, you know, no one cigarette is going to kill you. This is why smoking is so popular with teenagers. You become old enough to realize that you're going to die someday. And you start to resent your sentience. You start to resent your awareness that you have this responsibility to continue existing. And there's the possibility to just stop. Maybe we're not all suicidal, and even if we were, we're all cowards. But we all, I think, always have that floating in the back of our minds. If you were standing in front of a big red button that when you pushed it would destroy all of existence, you'd think about it. I know you would. By the way, this is not like an anti-smoking PSA or anything. This is to, I'm saying, this is why smoking is fun. It's so cool. You're. Um, people complain that the Muni in the city, public transpo's really bad. They're all about Uber, grabbing an Uber or a Lyft to get around town. You know, what a bus driver never does is fucking make small talk with me while I'm chilling out on my way to Chuck E. Cheese. I'm just trying to get a ride in peace and motherfuckers. This has all been for you, Stefan. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I've been Ben Lupinetti, and I'm done with you. Keep it going for Ben Lupinetti. Smoking is cool. So is your next comedian. Uh, he, I think he was drinking kombucha, which seems to be the coolest thing that anybody can do right now. I don't like that fermented bullshit in my body, but your next comedian wants it all over his, put your hands together, it's FC Sierra. Hey, you can insult anything about me or my life to my face. Insult my fucking kombucha. I think we have a fight right now. God damn it. I ferment that myself. Oh, my God. This is a tough set to follow right after Ben. Like, I... He's talking all about smoking. Like, I was, I was affected by smoking in my life. I still remember... My dad quit smoking, and it changed our lives. I still remember the day he quit smoking. He left to get a, go get a pack of Nicorette. And uh, that was the last time we saw him. Uh, uh, I tried to substitute teach 
Last week, I did my first emergency substitute teacher uh, thing for uh, uh, 12-year-olds. Yeah, I, maybe 12. I don't know. It was middle school. It was a biology class, uh, and I was subbing in, and uh, apparently they were talking about something in botany. Uh, the question came up with one of the kids, hey, uh, do you know if a banana is a fruit? So I was like, fuck, I can help out these kids. I know how to Google this. Hey, Google, is a banana a fruit? And I looked it up. I was like, oh, cool information. I actually went back to the class. I was like, class, have something to tell you. Technically, a banana is a leaf. Then from the back of the class, I heard, technically, you're a faggot. <laughs> I was like, technically, that's a theory. I'm a... That hasn't been confirmed yet. I don't still have a few days to figure that out. Um, had sex with a lady recently. Uh, yeah, it was cool. I didn't use protection. That's um, fine. But uh, I also had a cold. And so, like, you know when you have a cold and the, you don't know where... The point is, I, I just totally sneezed in a jizz rag, uh, or I jizzed in a sneeze rag. Either way, I didn't like mixing the fluids. That's my whole point. Um, Smart man. <laughs> might have testicle cancer. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, the doctors don't know. I know that. Went to Kaiser a few weeks ago because I had an episode where, like a Native American curse onto my balls, my body felt like it was being torn away from its testicles. Uh, four times I fell on the floor, passed out, broke out in a sweat. Um, which I've, I probably, probably earned it. Uh, went and I got my pee tested by the doctors. Uh, turns out when you get your pee tested at Kaiser now, uh, they give you a, a moist towelette for, for your, uh, the tip of your pee, for like before it to clean it, not after. It's not like your dick ordered barbecue ribs at a restaurant. It's like they, they, it cleans it up and I went and I did it. They tested out the pee. They were like, no, it actually, it's, it's okay. It, it tested out fine. Smells fine. I was like, that's weird. It usually smells like cat food. Not sure what brand. It was cool. And then I went to the other Kaiser. They said, go to the emergency room, went up there. Uh, and then they put me full of morphine. I had like nine different people touch my, triple the amount of people that have touched my penis. One night, all of them had PhDs. Like even my mom would be proud. It was actually kind of cool. Uh, got, they were supposed to give me three shots of morphine, but I had male nurses, so I got six shots of morphine. And it was actually, they were, they were cool. They were like, uh, one thing I remember them saying uh, when I had my ball pains, uh, and I had a CAT scan, done on my balls, sort of like uh, my dick was an NFL player that doesn't say his words right. It was cool, had an ultrasound done on him by an Asian woman that wasn't wasn't too happy to tell me to my, remove my penis from the area. It was like, it's not, I'm not, I'm not controlling it there. It, it knows that there's a party going on down there. It's just trying to get into the, it's just like, it's like a sundial. It's moved by a power that's bigger than us. So what I, anyway. Uh, so before I left, uh, they wanted to get my last uh, observation on my pain level. They said, how much pain do you feel? One to ten. One being not that much pain at all. Ten being I'm about to pass out. What level of pain are you feeling? I was like, oh, I wish nothing ever existed. 
And she was like, what do you mean? Oh, I, I wish like the, the Big Bang never happened so the dinosaurs never came and then the asteroid with the meteor and then us from the reptiles and then the fish and then the arms with the common ancestor and then there's Lucy and she could talk and Scarlett Johansson was her and then all of a sudden it reverts back to reality. We come back to the front to the back. Printing press, the Bible, I don't know, Jesus, something else. My grandparents fucked, they were kind of related. Then my parents, same family reunion. I'm only invited to one, met 36 seven years ago and then I was born like another whatever years after that I wish none of that ever happened so I wasn't here right now and she looked at me and she was like so like a seven I was like yeah like a seven uh, <laughs> it was a terrible terrible day anyway uh, have a good night thank you FC Sierra is a definite seven at least I'd give him a, I'd at least say he was a nine come on it's FC Sierra yay FC Sierra yay your next comedian is a very funny guy, and he was the very first person, he's so supportive, he was the very first person to jump at the concept where he said, if you invite people to my event, I'll let you pre-sign. He's like, done! <laughs> it took like four minutes. I love him so much. He cares so much about the station. You guys care about him too, and clap like you've never clapped before for Stefan Massey. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Anything for you. Um, so this is a little weird. Um, uh, most of you have heard me do my Werner Herzog impression. Um, and I guess I just wasn't aware of the level of notoriety that it had attained. Because uh, apparently, uh, the man himself is so taken with my take on him that he wants to do a documentary about me and my comedy. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was shocked too. Uh, I know. Um, but I just, I just bring this up because he's going to be jumping in, uh, commentating on my jokes, uh, which is nice, gives me a little breathing room. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's get to it. Here we see in his native habitat a creature which I've come to learn is called a hack. <laughs> He makes ready to deliver his humorous observations on the human condition in the hopes that this will make him well compensate for his inborn lack of social graces and make him a more desirable mate to the opposite sex. Let us pause now and take in his craft, ostensibly titled comedy. Uh, so I was watching CNN. I was watching CNN uh, a couple months ago, and they uh, had a little commercial for this documentary about the, uh, the Chilean miners that got stuck in that uh, shaft a while back. And the title of it was, I shit you not, A Minor Miracle. <laughs> and I just, I, I just thought to myself, wow, when did they start letting Gene Shalit write these? <laughs> he has now made his first brief attempt at a joke. It was marginally well-received, although the time spent crafting this witticism could have been better utilized, take, uh, gaining a deeper understanding of the world around him, which his soft frame indicates he is ill-prepared to defend himself against. So I was taking a shit the other day, and I realized that uh, toilet paper is actually kind of a racket. It's pretty ineffectual, and it's actually also unsanitary. Like, even if you wrap your hand in a glove of TP, there's still a perilously thin veil separating your skin from that booty fudge. Uh, 
Like, I, I just wish that dudes could be less skeeved out by getting poked in that area because bidets are just a much more effectual way to get that crack squeaky clean. <laughs> now he moves into the realm of the vulgar. His belief that his lowbrow observations regarding the unsanitary nature of feces are somehow groundbreaking <laughs> belies a deeper lack of respect for a long history of publicly disseminated comedy on the same subject. Indeed, there is much irony to be found in the fact that little will grow from the fecal matter issuing from his mouth. <laughs> He believes himself to have a connection with the audience, but there is none. There is only silence. Come on, Vernon, that's a little bit harsh. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, bitch. <laughs> Werner Herzog, everybody. Uh, and I just, I just want to say, uh, if that bit were a screenplay, Pam would have, uh, based on an original idea, by credit on it. So she laid the groundwork for that. So give it up for Pam. <laughs> Keep it going for Stefan Massey, yay! Yay! I just told him the other night that he should do that, and he did it, and it was great! The hubris of the comic mind to take ideas and then... See, I can't do the voice. Only, only Stefan Massey can do the voice. Yay, that was really, really funny. Your next comedian... Okay, so um, we have our next comedian, but then after him, I'm going to have to ask everybody for some special consideration. Uh, we, um, after our next comedian who's amazing, we have another amazing comedian, but she is filming herself for some festival submissions. So what we're going to need when, the, not the next comedian, but the comedian after, which is Dom, when she's up, please do not leave. Don't get up and leave because you'll walk right through her video, which is going to fuck it up. And also, please laugh. Not, don't fake laugh. She's funny. You guys are going to love her. But like, just remember, she's doing it for a video submission. So don't heckle her or be a dick in any way. Be very supportive. Just giving you that as a heads up. Uh, also, since I'm talking, there's free Indian food in the back. Um, there, It's delicious. It was just delivered. It's still warm. There's chicken and there's these little um, pakoras. It's all very delicious. So if you want to get it now during this comedian set, not during the next comedian set because we want to pay attention to her because she's filming. But your next comedian, he's great, you guys. He has an amazing podcast that he does with Steve Poggi called Radiation Island. You guys should look into that right now. He also runs a show every other Thursday at the New Village Cafe on Polk Street. Put your hands together, everyone. It's Chris Knatzer. All right. Yeah, so everybody move up front. Delicious food in the back. But move up front, but food in the back. But come up. <laughs> Um, no, I won't be offended. I, every like fourth or fifth Friday, I like to come here. I consider mutiny my home. Thank you, Pam Benjamin, for making this a clubhouse that we can all hang at and get better. Um, <clears throat> and I just come up with no material. I just like to get up here and be comfy and just talk. And uh, I feel super bad about it now because I, there are so many unfamiliar faces and I'm sure you would love jokes. Um, but I don't have any. Um, but do, like, if you want to get some food, like, get it now while I'm talking. And uh, be, what are you going to submit to? What, what's some of the stuff you're going to submit to? Uh, I'm going to, that's the only place I'm going to submit to because it's in Bloomington. My sister lives there. Yeah. What's, where's Laughing Skull? What's that? Atlanta? Oh, nice. 
so this is like big time. These festivals, uh, for anybody like young comics coming up or audience members, the festivals, you get in, you get to do a couple sets, you get to travel, you get to feel like a comic, and you get to meet like some of your heroes. It's super, super awesome. So, you know, come up front, fill up every seat and like do it. Because I don't even know you that well, but I've seen her perform two or three times and she's fucking funny. Uh, so get it on. I assume you'll be doing your gold, right? You're like, it's for a, a tape, you know, for a clip you're about to, yo, so she's about to do her gold, which is what I'm not doing. I'd like to remind you that I'm not doing jokes. <clears throat> I, uh, uh, I will talk about this. I've been talking about it the past week since I saw it in the news. Uh, anybody see the article? Maybe two weeks. It's been, it's really exciting. The article about the spider. I know I won't shut up about it, right? The spider with the boner. <laughs> In the back, you've seen it? No? No? Well, there's this, just to catch anybody up, I feel like two-thirds already know about this, but you love it. Um, if you don't know, there's an article, they found a spider, it's 99 million years old, it's perfectly preserved in amber, and it has a raging spider erection. It's a huge, it's a lovely cock, and uh, it's like almost double-headed, it's heart-shaped, the knob. Um, it's beautiful. It's a sweet cock. And uh, it is, they have beautiful images of it. You can just Google it, you know, after Dom's set. Be respectful. Move up. You can start moving up now. You can start moving up right now. Um, in fact, that would be good because she's going to come up on stage right after me. Come on. Just come on up while I talk about spider cock. It's the first time I've ever thought about spider dick. Come on up to the front. This joke won't bite you. Uh, yeah, come on up. I got a corner seat. I got a corner seat. All right, that's the first row. I got two in the front. Oh, she, she faked it out. Please come on up. Come on up, y'all. He'll move over one. The couple can move up here. Devin, come on up. Get up here, man. What she desperately needs is good-looking people in the video, and the good-looking people are in the back. No offense. You guys are great. You guys are great. All right, let's get it organized here. So I'm watching this New York Times. <laughs> Did somebody just call me an asshole? That's okay. I, I, it's, I own it. It's true. I got one corner seat right here. Somebody take the corner seat so I don't have to. Uh, that's awesome. Seriously, give yourselves a round of applause. That was amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I, I know it seems silly, it's a Friday night, but this shit means a lot to us, and like, I hope you get in, but if like only one of us gets into Limestone, I hope it's me, and you can do the other one. <laughs> you can do the other one. Uh, my sister's there, come on, you can do Atlanta. Um, so anyways, uh, for the first time ever, I'm thinking about Spidercock, and immediately, you know, I'm 43, I haven't thought about this stuff before, then I'm thinking about Spider Pussy, and uh, I'm just, wow, spider sex, right? How fucking hot must spider sex be? So intense, right? All the eye contact. <laughs> all right, that's all I have. It's one good laugh, no material. Now, please, come on, let's just get fucking crazy for Dom. All right, let's go. I'll turn it over to Pam and Dom for you right now. Yay! Keep it going for Chris Knetzer. What a gem he is. Isn't he just the best? Do you, you should never, when you, okay, so here's the thing. When you do a submission video, you don't want the person announcing you in there. You just want you to start. So I'm an announcer, but you guys clap wildly. Just don't record until after they start, like right when they start clapping, right? Because you don't want the announcer. Trust me, I've watched 160 submission videos. You don't want the announcer. All right, your next comedian, she's hilarious. She hails to us from Florida. You guys are going to love her. She's amazing. Put your hands together. It's Dom! <laughs> 
Thank you, guys. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm pumped. Uh, at this point, I feel like if anybody's still throwing 1920s themed parties, uh, I'll just assume I'm not invited. I think uh, there are a lot of people who are still, you know, very much like, oh man, I feel like I was born in the wrong decade. <laughs> Don't you wish you were born in the 60s? <laughs> Fucking no, no, not even a little bit. Uh, 2060, maybe, right? Like when San Francisco's underwater and white people are finally refugees. <laughs> Sign me the fuck up. I think it's gonna be really interesting when people in San Francisco finally get to like Nebraska. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get there. We'll be like, oh my God, I forgot the rest of America doesn't recycle, yikes. <laughs> Everybody here thinks Hillary's super liberal, yikes. It's gonna be awkward. I don't think all of us are gonna end up in Nebraska. I think some people might end up in like Texas. <laughs> and that'll be, that'll be interesting, right? We'll get to Texas and be like, oh my God, you have brown people here. Um, we really like this neighborhood though. Are you sure they don't wanna go east? Uh, and that'll be a learning experience too. Uh, yeah, no, I talk, I, I talk a lot of shit, but I, um, I do enjoy San Francisco. I think it's a really nice city. I think uh, one of the only things that I'm having trouble adjusting to is your guys' selective flushing policy. Uh, fucking gross. Uh, oh my God, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down. Don't nod like that's not, oh my God. I just, in my head, that's, that's third world shit. You know what I mean? Like that's, there are just pots of urine sitting around San Francisco. That is third world shit. And I know that for a fact, because you know who else doesn't flush? My grandmother in Haiti, cause she can't. <laughs> she cannot. <laughs> I'm still looking for a permanent place. I kind of want to find my own place just so I can flush whenever the fuck I want. Just like, and not even use the bathroom. Just like, oh, has it been two hours? Privilege, mm. It'll be great. It'll be great. I, um, yeah, uh, as, as Pam said, I am new to San Francisco. I grew up in Miami, and everybody in Miami is either uh, an immigrant or some immigrant's kid. So, uh, yeah, so when we had, like, a white kid in our class, we made fun of them because uh, they only spoke English, and they thought we cared what percent German they were. <laughs> <laughs> I can promise you I've never had a conversation with a black person like, hey, how, how, like, do you think Julie's, like, a quarter Irish and maybe a fifth Italian? <laughs> For them to be like, no, she's definitely 164th Cherokee. Like, no, we don't. Get out of here. <laughs> no, but uh, the, the end result is that anytime I leave South Florida, I feel like an anthropologist, right? Because I get to study white people in your guys' natural habitat. Right? <laughs> Obviously, this isn't my first time living among white people. I sound like this. You're safe. <laughs> You're safe, too. It's fine. It's totally fine. But I, I do worry that because I talk about race a lot uh, that people are going to be like, oh, Dom, you're playing the race card. And, you know, I just I feel like mm, everybody has a race card. You know what I mean? It's just like white people, your race card happens to be a punch card, right? <laughs> and you guys get a punch every time you say some shit like, I don't see color. Like, congratulations, you just got a punch, <laughs> right? Or if you're like, can I? And I'm like, no, don't touch my hair, but also, here's a punch, right? And we're on the same page. I think there are certain things you guys can say that fill up your entire punch card at once. If you walk up to me and you're like, Dom, all lives matter. Congratulations, you've just filled up an entire punch card. You won. <laughs> Other ways to fill up punch cards, if you're a white kid with dreads, you've just filled up two punch cards. Wait till you hear what you get when you fill up a punch card, you guys.
spoiler alert, you do not get to say the word nigger. Under, <laughs> under any circumstances, you ruin that for yourselves by creating it. Ixnay on the igernay. No, uh, what you actually get is you get to hold the Oscar that Sandra Bullock won for The Blind Side. <laughs> take selfies with it, take it for a walk on the beach, whatever tickles your pickle. Like, it's just, I don't, I don't need to be involved in that. Uh, <laughs> I, do, I do have, like, a soft spot of, like, oh, for white kids with dreads, because uh, I just, I mean, I feel like if I were to ever become a comic book villain, white kids with dreads would be my origin story. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not sorry about it. Uh, one cool thing about San Francisco, every bit as gay as I thought it was going to be. Super gay. Uh, which is a bonus, because there's, there's less dumb shit that I hear. I had a friend of mine who was like, hey, Dom, I, uh, I get you're gay, but um, would you let our friend Paul go down on you if he was wearing a wig? I was like, I don't know, man. Would you let Paul go down on you if he was wearing a wig? What am I doing here? All right, you guys have been great. Thank you so, so much. My name is Dom. Dom no, honestly, Gellin. thank you so much. Holy shit, y'all. Dom Gellin, yay! Dom Gellin forever, yay! You guys are a great audience. Dom, that was a great set. Right on! Uh, moving along, really good job, you guys. Pat yourselves on the back. That was like a community thing you just did, and you should really feel good about that because comedians are usually just a bunch of dick bags. And thank you for participating in that and being nice. Your next comedian is another funny lady, and you guys are gonna laugh at her jokes hysterically. Put your hands together for a Haley Benham Archdeacon. Thank you, Pam. So I have to say, I got up to turn that alarm off, but it wasn't actually mine. <laughs> I don't know whose that was. So I, okay, cool. But see, I just have a guilty conscience. So I'm like, it's probably me. I probably meant like 6.30 AM. Um, but then when I, so I'm sorry I got up and left during the taping of your set, but I went and I sat right next to the guy filming so that all my laughs would be really loud <laughs> in the video, because I've, I've tried to film stuff like that before, and it's hard. Usually in the back, it's far from the connection you have up here. Anyway, great job. That was great. You're just as funny as I remember. Uh, so anyway, I don't, um, I don't really date that often. Um, but I think I'd be a lot more into dating if in every relationship I could die. <laughs> like right in the middle of it. Like, that way I could always be someone's girlfriend that died. <laughs> I'd like never have to go through a breakup, and I'd be remembered, like, really well. <laughs> like, unfairly well. That would be ideal. Um, so another reason I don't date, I have a lot of anxiety about um, this thing that I don't know if you know it can happen to girls. It's called pregnancy. It's like just this imminent biological threat you're all doing to us all the time. Um, so wait, has anyone in here had a pregnancy scare? Yeah. Let's be honest, your mama's not here. Okay, well I haven't. Um, <laughs> but I am kind of like generally pregnancy scared. <laughs> um, again, I don't date people that often, but even if I've just been like recently touched by someone, I'm like, I'm fucking pregnant. <laughs> like. <laughs> Even if we just make out and go to sleep, which I do a lot, um, 
I wake up the next day and I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna be a mom. Like, there was a point at which I was asleep. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, I'm not even worried I got raped, I'm just worried I got pregnant. It's my fault. <laughs> um, it's funny that that guy earlier, what letters were his name? Like FCC? Oh, thank you, everyone. Um, <clears throat> it's funny he talked about being a sub because last weekend I think I failed a test to become a substitute teacher. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. Uh, it's a basic skills test, that's what they call it. I was worried about math, that's always been my weakest subject. Um, I bet everyone in here feels that way. We like words, right? I don't anymore. Um, after the reading comprehension portion, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, <clears throat> there was an excerpt I have to read, I had to read. Um, it was entitled, Making Pizza is an Engineering Undertaking. Like it's a little weird, but that was actually the most realistic statement about pizza they had to make, whoever was writing this. Um, it started off by outlining what everybody already knows. Like, who here's made of pizza? Right, most people. Uh, you go to the store and you buy, like, three stuff, like crust dough, <laughs> crust dough, some sasses, and whatever the, f whatever the fuck you want on top. Like... This person had never done that because <laughs> they, they lay it out somewhat how I just laid it out. Um, you know, that's like the first second. Second sentence is um, you have to, it's important to start with a strong base. And then they leave this blank. <laughs> they leave a blank for you and go on and talk about the fucking sauce, toppings, and everything else. And the first question is what would make the most sense to fill in that blank? And so I wish I had my phone with me. I wish we were allowed to bring our phones in with us because I could have like made a meme. Uh, the I promise you that I picked the right answer and you're not going to believe me when I tell you what it is. But okay, A is like fucking follow the directions all the way through. Something like that. Second one is like always, always finish what you start. Like <laughs> something that vague. And then the the third option which I know is correct, which is usually I start with tortillas, but mashed potatoes works too. <laughs> and I'll tell you why I know that was right, because the next section about sauce went on to say, now what tomatoes do you use? Tomatoes in a can, tomatoes in a jar, why not ketchup? They're all red, right? And then it goes on to talk about the thing that keeps the whole thing together, cheese. <laughs> it says, there's no reason for you to use mozzarella. I prefer cheddar. It also said, sometimes I want to put a couple dollops of yogurt on there. Okay, and this was a final sentence, I swear. It goes, does it taste good? Who cares? Exclamation point. <laughs> So I legit think I failed a basic skills test <laughs> to teach your kids, because I don't know how to translate schizophrenic recipes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks. Haley, Ben March Deacon, making a pizza near you. Hopefully, with, you should have said boboli. Isn't that the crust we all start with? It's just a boboli. Uh, that's, that's, how I, that's how I roll. All right, I don't actually roll. I just stick the bubbly down and stick the sauce on it and then the cheese. All right, your next comedian, he is an amazing human being who is so generous with his time. 
making eye contact with you. Do you see how I'm doing that? Uh, and he has very, very funny jokes. You guys are going to love him so much. It's Connor Doherty. I like, I like the table. I wanted it to make more of a noise when I... Oh, when I slammed the water bottle down on the table. Then the microphone stand did that and more. I don't like bathing. It, uh, because it reminds me of doing things that I have to bathe before I do them. It makes sense, right? It's like classical conditioning. Because I have to do this thing where I'm going to interact with people so I have to bathe, and then I start associating bathing with doing things where I have to interact with people. And then I just, then I just don't like bathing. Does that make sense? Because like, I'm smelly, and then I bathe, and then I go interact with people, and then I get nervous, and then I sweat, and then I'm smelly. Are you guys following? <laughs> Do you guys know about the hygiene industrial complex? <laughs> Hy like George Washington, great American. He was probably smelly. Think about it. How much did they bathe back then? Harriet Tubman, probably smelly. I started with George Washington. <laughs> he can take it. I didn't go straight for Harriet. We started with the white dude. But that's the thing. They were probably all smelly. It's a recent, like, God damn, nobody's, like, I thought we were at a pirate radio station, not a Procter and Gamble corporate function. You guys are all under the thumb of big soap. <laughs> oh, man. You have natural oils on your skin. You know that? If you wash them off, you can absorb the chemtrails. That's... Have you ever taken LSD through your hands? I didn't think so. You guys need to get out more. That's all I'm saying. How do you guys feel about Harry Potter? Yeah. Yes or no? I've done this bit a few times this week. Get very different responses. I angered one drunk middle-aged man because I say some not-so-nice things about the artistic merits of Harry Potter, and he was a big Harry Potter fan. He just sat there with very closed body language. So where do you guys stand on Harry Potter? Yeah. Up, down? Indifferent, boom. You know they make art for adults, right? <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I understand that there's, like, craft there, you know, being a young adult author. But, like, kids are idiots. They're dumb. Biologically, like your prefrontal cortex isn't developed. That's the part of your brain responsible for judgment. Like good, bad. 
aesthetically pleasing teenage wizards. <laughs> yeah, like art for tiny idiots isn't good. That's how I feel. In summary, soap, bad. <laughs> Harry Potter, not very good. <laughs> not as bad as soap. Thank you. I'm Connor Doherty. You're right. Children have no aesthetics. They have no idea what's good or bad. That's absolutely true. They'll eat, they, they think gum on the ground is free candy. They're disgusting little people with strange jam hands. Uh, clap it up again for Connor Doherty. Yay! Your next comedian, every time I hang out with her, she gets more and more disturbing. It's really, really lovely. Last night we learned that she's actually a CIA operative. You might not know this. She's undercover right now watching you guys uh, with her childlike, amazing ways. It's Mary Goss. An underground black market executed with this isn't the one that's broken, right? This is uh, this is a good one. All right, um, your intros for me get weirder every time. I am so into it. Last week I was Bride of Chucky. This week I'm a CIA operative. I'm uh, super super into it. Yeah, I also love when um, when Connor does the sets about being nervous about talking to people. Uh, sometimes you do it as women in particular. This time you did people. But when you do it as women in particular, like. I don't know if y'all know this, Connor and I are like good friends. We hang out on purpose sometimes. Um, and I feel like people are gonna be like, oh my God, like of course Connor's afraid of women. Like he just hangs out with Mary all the time and she's a terrifying demon from hell. She dresses like the world's saddest witch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where are my straight guys at? Where are my straight guys? Woo! Hey, straight guys. Um, I have just like one question for the straight guys in the audience and then a follow up. The, uh, the first question is, what are you doing? <laughs> follow up is, how do I make you stop? Please, just stop all of it. Just stop it all. I'm, I'm uh, so tired, so very tired, straight guys. Um, now I have some, <laughs> yeah, now I am. Um, and now I have some questions for the straight guy comics in the audience. And I know I just messed with you guys the bait and switch. You don't have to answer these out loud. Don't answer these questions out loud. But answer them in your, in your heart of hearts. Just give me an answer here and think about this. Uh, what percentage of your set is bitches be tripping jokes? What percentage of your set, if you replace the entire content, like the entire content of the joke, and if you replace it with just the sentence, bitches be tripping, how much of that would change? I have some examples. I have some examples of bitches be tripping jokes for you guys. So my, one of my favorite bitches be tripping jokes is, uh, dude, girls, right? Girls, they don't eat. Why don't they fucking eat? It's like, you know, I eat, I eat because I'm a man. And, I, and girls, they just don't eat. It's almost like, you know, they've been told their entire lives by every bit of media they consume that like, you know, it's, their bodies are only valuable if you can see them disappear before your very eyes. Bitches, man. Bitches be tripping. Second, second bitches be tripping joke that I like a whole lot is like, <laughs> chicks, dude. Chicks. Uh, my girl, my girl takes like, four hours to get ready 
every morning. Chicks are so fucking shallow, you know? They're just like so image obsessed, right? You know, it's almost like they're constantly told the entirety of their lives that everything that is valuable about them is their appearance only. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> be tripping. They do. Bitches do be tripping. Um, but this is this is my actual like favorite bitches be tripping joke. This is this is my favorite of them all. Uh, <laughs> rape. <laughs> Am I right? Rape. Always funny. Always so fucking funny. Yeah. Um, so as far as what percentage of your set is bitches be tripping jokes, I'm gonna give you some leeway. I'm gonna say. 10%, so 30 seconds of a five minute set. I'm not great with that. Like, if it's anything more than that, I definitely think you're a dickhead. If it's 10%, I think you may be able to like win me over if you bring me a lot of snacks. <laughs> that is what I want. That's what I want all the time. Despite the fact that bitches don't eat. Um, yeah, and I also have issues. I do love yelling about feminism and uh, sexism and all the isms I can think of at the moment. But uh, I, I do have the issue, the little issue, where sometimes I can't tell if someone's being shitty to me because I'm a woman or being shitty to me because I'm really obnoxious. Just big time. Just from New Jersey, the line gets blurred. So uh, sometimes, you know, for example, a really gendered thing to do is a man telling a woman to calm down. Hate that. Hate that because that always means like your feelings are inconvenient for me to deal with right now. Uh, please stop having them. Stop it. Um, but what it can also mean is, hey, Mayor, you just got us kicked out of the second Dunkin' Donuts tonight. Please stop doing that. And then I always go for three because feminism. Gonna do the trifecta someday for win. All right, uh, that's my time. Well. Give it up for Pam. Thanks, guys. Mary Goss. Bitches be tripping. Uh, I, I love it. She's got a tagline now, and I'm totally on board. Your next comedian, I'm on board with too. She um, is a great, young, very new comedian, but very funny. You guys are going to love her, and she's been very helpful to the station. Uh, so put your hands together, everybody. It's Florentina Tanase. Got it. Good evening. <laughs> How's everyone doing? It's Valentine's weekend. You guys are all here on a Friday night, so I'm assuming everyone here is single. Great job. You're doing it so well. Yep, Mario shirt and red pants. And no, oh, Nikes, what? You get bonus points. <laughs> is that to go Indian food, but you're eating it here? Sadder. I'm sorry. And yeah, ladies, that just <laughs> that just means that he just doesn't have enough money to feed you. So <sighs> dating is hard, guys. I see it on your faces. You guys looked worn the fuck out. Like you're so tired looking. It's okay, just take a break this weekend. Don't worry, I'll eat the chocolate for you. <laughs> I remember those times. Guys, you know, being in a committed relationship is not that fun. Like, 
sex every night and then you get to just go to sleep after? Tough, tough. I remember the days. <sighs> I'll admit it guys though, like I had to do some shady shit when I was dating. I, I didn't do the, the swipe right thing. I could barely do that when I'm peeing, but um, I dated this guy and I'll admit it, he was the bro. Like, you could kind of fit that description, but then you kind of confused me with the beer and the, pla the paper bag, because that says hipster. Which are you? Are you confused? Yeah, it's okay, you're in a great city to do that. We could be confused about so many things here. Just letting you know, butt stuff for men is okay now. No, it is, just start with the pinky, see where it goes. Anyway, so I dated this bro, and you know the type, okay? He doesn't live in the marina, but he really wants to. Cause you know, it's just too expensive. And nobody really goes to the marina unless you go on a date, you know? Cause then that's where you go to get raped. Cause bitches be tripping. <laughs> What? It's per and it's perfect rape weather there. <laughs> it, what? If I'm gonna be in an alley naked, it may as well be like a perfect 68 degrees. <laughs> okay? Like if I wake up, I just wanna like wake up next to a Taco-licious. <laughs> My goals in life are so fucked up. Ah. <laughs> uh, I went to Vegas not too long ago, and I was there for the AVN Awards. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, you guys do, you weirdos. Yeah, it's basically where porn stars get awards for getting dicks shoved up their ass. I didn't win anything. <laughs> but now I make my boyfriend give me a trophy every time I do it, so. Yeah, so I went there and it was pretty fun. You know, I got to walk the red carpet and you know, they were shouting like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, clothes, <laughs> so weird. And they kept saying, oh, you look like the girl from 50 Shades of Grey. And I'm just like, shh. Can you please untie me now? <laughs> It was cool. My favorite thing, though, was when they accepted the awards. Everyone thanked their mom, <laughs> God. No one thanked dad, though. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, shouldn't he be the person to thank? Like, I'd like to thank my dad. Um, I didn't know him because he left my mother and me when I was born. Thank you for not loving me enough when I was younger. I probably wouldn't have chosen this path had you hugged me more as a child. <sighs> okay. I guess it's just me, you're right. Everybody does porn. <laughs> Thanks guys, that's my set. Florentina Tanase.
I'm, and now I'm left with the question, is she really a porn star or not? Look at her cute little bod. She might be. All right. I didn't mean to be sexist about that. You have darling little body and that little dress. I'd, I'd wear them if I could. Uh, you're a nice comedian. He has a darling little bod, too. You should check out his tushy when he gets up on stage. You guys are going to love it. You're going to want to squeeze it. You're going to want to squeeze them all over. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Karen Pomonsi. <laughs> Hey guys, it's good to be here. Thanks, Pam, putting me on the list. I, um, man, bitches. I, uh, oh man. Okay, Pam shamed me last week into uh, not bringing notes on stage. So, uh, as Leonardo DiCaprio said in The Revenant, bear with me, guys. No, I used to, um, a lo- lovely lady uh, who just went up and talked about work. Did y- you work in the marina? No, you just went up there to, to, uh, get, to get raped. Okay, yeah. And it's, I have no comment on the, you know, obviously the, the, the weather, like how weather affects the, you know, the, uh, the comf- rape comfort or anything like that. But I did work, I worked in the marina for a while at a nice ice cream place. Um, and sorry, I just want to talk about this. So. I worked in this ice cream place, right? And, you know, a lot of kids, obviously, would come in. And you have those little, um, those little spoons. We had these, like, little metal spoons. And uh, when the kids, the beautiful thing about kids is when they go into ice cream places, they uh, just open their mouth a lot of times and expect you to put the spoon uh, just, like, into their mouth and feed them. And uh, one really fun thing to do with parents is just, like, see how much of your hand you can get in their mouth and with a spoon and um anyway so okay there's this guy who was a shoe shiner on fisherman's wharf and he would always come in and he was an asshole i'm not not saying all shoe shiners are assholes or anything most are really nice he would give his uh cell phone and he'd be like here take this charge it for me no tip nothing you know and i'd be like all right you know and then I, i looked on the phone you know, as you do, and there's nothing but foot fetish porn. And uh, this is more, of a, I guess, it's good, PSA um, for the next time you get, you know, your shoe shined. Um, the guy shining your shoe is probably into foot, uh, foot porn, and uh, you should be careful. Anyway, uh, I don't know why I got off on that. See, again, not bringing notes. So, um, I live in the Mission. I moved here into a vegan house. You know, all vegans, uh, you know, the kind of house had the sign on the door. If it's yellow, if it's mellow, it's a brown, fl- flush it down. You know, I was like, you know, I moved in. And so I was like, you know, what do you do with the white fetuses? <laughs> and they still let me move in, which was nice. Um, you know, it's, despite... You know, a roommate interview abortion joke. And I have to say, abortion clinics are great. I support, I stand with PP, uh, Planned Parenthood. I don't really support the I stand with PP phrase because that, it just reminds me of being in an STD clinic holding my little vial of pee um, while I'm standing, which I, I do occasionally. I do say, I will say this about, go to corporate, always frequent the corporate abortion clinics, guys. Never those, uh, you know, mom and pop. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> abortion clinics, you know, that's, they just, they're not supporting, you know, their own business uh, thing. Anyway, what was I going to say about uh, abortion? Oh, man. Um, let's see. I want finish strong, Karen. Finish strong. Um, I guess I went on a date recently and... Uh, with a girl and she was like, didn't know how to get a compliment. She didn't, know, she didn't know how to weasel a compliment out of me, which was very distracting and disengaging. And basically I found out by the end of the date, if you give a girl a compliment, it'll feed her ego for a day. But if you teach her how to fish for a compliment, <laughs> it'll feed her ego for a lifetime. Please give it up for wonderful Pam Benjamin. Thanks. Marmonte, clap for him. Feeding those fish all over the marina, my goodness. All right, your next comedian, uh, he has a star behind his name, so he's getting bumped on the list. He's a funny man, he shows up here every week, and we love his jokes. Put your hands together, everybody, it's George Davis. Hello, hello. Like my man, I totally did not bring my notes, so this is going to be off the dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so hopefully it's funny. Anyway, uh, my brothers were in town, uh, which is why I missed last week, and uh, I, I, I hate not showing up here, but um, I was thinking if my brother was here, what I was going to like do to him, and it was going to be really funny, I thought. And <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but the fact that he's not here still is not going to like keep me from trying to run that set, because I think that set is still pretty funny, because uh, my brother is just one of those particular people that is a rare thing in usually people's lives that... Uh, you can actually say, oh, this is the one person who blank does blank, you know? And like my brother was like, you know, he's just one of, he's one of the only people that can get under my ass so fucking quick. Like it's an amazing skill. Like I can talk to like anybody over here all day and I got no problem with that shit. But like my brother can just unnerve me like for weeks before he even shows up he's just one of those fucking kind of guys you know it's like jesus christ here he comes but uh <laughs> but what's so funny is actually when he leaves i really miss him because he's actually like a pretty cool dude and uh he's just one of those people who can take shit and he gives shit all day. He's like, he's the only person, once again, boom. He's the only person that's actually hit me. You know what I mean, right? He's like, right? and my whole family got to see it because we were all in the car together. So that was pretty fun, right? Right, he's the only dude in the world that's actually laid hands on me that didn't just shove me into a locker. You know, right, he's the only dude, right? And like, that's cool, right? You know, like I give it up to him, right? Because he's the only person that fucking would drive 120 miles an hour between fucking Orlando and the Keys. And still it takes all fucking night. Like, it was dark when we hit the Keys. Let alone fucking going across the bridges for another fucking six hours. Holy shit, and he's like right on a car's ass the whole time and you're just, I'm just scares me the only person i know that can scare me driving so 
Anyway, that's the kind of fucking material I was just going to shoot at him the whole fucking time. <laughs> and I got one minute left, so uh, let's see here. Oh, totally funny. Uh, stupid. The only joke I ever fucking learned, for sure, is it's the oldest joke in the world. And it goes like this, and it's super short. What can lifesavers do that guys can't? Come in five different flavors. <laughs> Bam, bitch. That's the joke. That's the only joke I ever learned. So there you go, guys. All right, right on. Take care. And thanks, Pam. You're the best. George Davis was abused by his brother growing up. Keep it going for him. I was abused by my older brother, too. He's a piece of shit. It's nice that you still talk to yours. Mine is a Republican that's probably going to vote for Trump. Uh, so I hope that he dies a fiery death in hell, that he actually believes I will die because he's the Christian. And I don't believe in hell because I believe in science. Your next comedian is another funny man. You guys are going to really love his jokes. Clap wildly. It's Matthew Quirk. <laughs> All right, thank you, San Francisco. It's great to be here. Hey, what was up with fucking Super Bowl 5-0? I mean, holy fucking cop presence there. Jesus. Were you guys afraid, like, you know, a wine and cheese pairing was going to break out in some terse Yelp reviews or something? You had to keep that down with suppressive machine gun fire or something? Man, putting the hip in hypocrisy with that one. Great city you got here, San Francisco. I love it here. I love it here where eco-friendly living meets a totally unsustainable lifestyle. I love it here. I love it here. All right, yeah, home of the homeless, San Francisco, great place. So uh, I'm killing here, so I'm just gonna go into my political stuff. Uh, oh, just in time. So I've been seeing some of these Democratic and Republican Let's face it, I've been seeing some of the snippets of some of the Democratic and Republican debates. And I've been listening to something that's real important to my people. Something that I'm afraid I'm just not going to hear from the Democratic nominee for president. And I'm sure as hell not going to hear from the Republican nominee for president. So I'm going to have to say it here on the radio. (laughs) Ginger lives matter. (laughs) Hashtag ginger lives matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. I'll let that sit here with my man, the curry. All right, the other red meat. Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So, like, I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there, right? And I don't mean to make light of that stuff. But let's face it. All that shit that the man is doing to the black man, he's just trying to keep you down. He's not trying to make you go extinct like he's doing with the ginger man. I mean, global warming? That's just hooking a brother up. What kind of future does a ginger have in a world that's global warming? We're like doomed. I saw this thing on Facebook where they're trying to get all the gingers to meet at Dolores Park one Saturday. You know how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park? Just set up. Goddamn set up. Frickle Mac and set up. Yeah, and I keep, you know, my sciencey friends keep on selling, t- sending me these articles about like how many generations are left till like gingers are just like going to be the highlights in some lucky chick's hair, and that's really genetically all that's left of us. And I'm like, we get, 
you know, we're doomed, right? So I have to stand up for my people. I have to stand up for my people. And I hear you white people using that G word a little too liberally out there on the streets. And I can't stand for that. Thank you for stomping on my future joke. Thank you for totally stepping on. So let me jump right to it. I don't want to hear nobody saying, hey, my cousin's a ginger, so I can say it. That's bullshit. You can't say it. And I don't want to hear no, I said ginger, not ginger. Thank you, Ben. Because that's just, I mean, that will just make a ginger snap. I know how to bring him back. So anyway, I walk, I got a solution. I got a solution. But you're not gonna hear from the Democratic or the Republican nominees for president. So I'm gonna say it here tonight on the radio. Please, fuck a ginger. Thank you. Great set from Matthew Quirk. Way to get that applause break. Very, very nice work, my friend. Here we go. Your next comedian is up. He's another funny guy. Clap wildly for James Bostwick. I have paper. It's, it's right there. Um, I'm going to do some pigeon jokes. I'm going to start that off right. Do it up. Um, today, actually... Uh, in the mission, I actually saw um, a pigeon with two fully intact, healthy legs. And people, that is a San Francisco four-leaf clover. <laughs> um, I mean, it's rare enough to see a pigeon with uh, just only one missing claw. Um, so that was kind of, I feel a little blessed. I wrote that in the journal tonight. Um, so why is it, I don't understand, every single time I'm walking down the street with my friend and um, I'm walking down the street and then right when I'm about to launch into one of those non-stories of how my life is uh, not 100% privileged, uh, in mid-step, um, I look down and I'm always stepping over a homeless person and it's like, Jesus, why can't I complain once about my spotty internet without feeling like a piece of shit? It's like, I have no, I can't do it. I hate it. Everybody like the pigeon. We'll come back to the pigeon jokes. Um, so I feel like I'm a real nostalgic feller. Um, the thing is, is though, uh, I've always been really nostalgic throughout my whole life. Uh, but the thing is, I'm like a really lazy, nostalgic guy. So like... I tend to reminisce through other people's experiences and poignant uh, life, right? For instance, I remember years ago, um, just sitting down Sunday afternoon, staring at the TV, and it had all those, like, uh, you know, doo-wop from the 1950s CD compilations, you know, and it'll be like an hour and a half of, like, 70s, solid gold, and I would just be so emotionally drawn and very poignant. Like, I just love, I want to be back then again, you know? And uh, the thing is, is I, it, I took it one step further, actually, where um, the other day I actually... Because uh, those infomercials don't exist anymore, right? And so I actually went into YouTube and typed in, you know, 1950s uh, doo-wop uh, infomercial. So it was really creepy where I was in, in this vortex, this uh, nostalgic wasteland 
of basically where I was trying to uh, relive a time when I was trying to relive a time of somebody else's own reliving experiences. And I fucked that one up. I knew I would. I told you, Todd, I owe you five bucks. Okay, good job. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing. Uh, mother, she's not the most nurturing person uh, out there. Uh, but God bless her, she does try. And uh, when I was talking to her, um, I was talking about this recent breakup, and I was very, you know, emotional, and I was heartbroken, and, uh, you know, her circuit boards went into, you know, lit up, and she knew by the pitch and tone of my voice that I must say something right now, and so she, uh, she put in her motherly program and mustered up something, and it went something like, um, you know, James, even though... Um, Shit. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, even when we're with somebody else, even when we're with somebody, we're still always alone. <laughs> and I said, thanks, Mom. That's really great. You know, uh, before, I just thought I might never love again. But now I know it doesn't even matter. You know, so I really appreciate you taking your day off from your suicidal provincial volunteer. Uh, to help me in my time of need. Thank you very much. Yay! Clap for James so he doesn't kill himself! Jesus Christ, yeah! We know that he's making comedy and making light about suicide, everybody. Don't worry. He's a good-looking... There's no reason for you to kill yourself. You're a good-looking man. Don't worry. The women on Cap Street only cost $20, $30 a night. Everything's going to be okay, all right? They're right. They're blocks from here. Everything's going to be okay. All right, we are moving on to our next comedian. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together. It's Devin Ketz. Thank you, Pam. That's actually the third time I think I've either written my name wrong. I think last week it was like Devin Kelly, and now it's Ketz. It's actually Kels. It's okay. Um, I also want to apologize ahead of time. I know we were talking about privilege earlier, and uh, I am gentrifying as we speak. There's a noodle house under my foot that's growing, and there's a La Belange bakery right here. I think the rent is also getting higher over here, so I'll just keep moving. Um, okay, San Francisco, San Francisco. Uh, one thing I do like about San Francisco is that it is America's largest outdoor public toilet. Um, <laughs> I think we definitely take pride in going to the bathroom everywhere, and then also being, as someone mentioned earlier, ecologically sound. Um, and I gotta say, this city is a lot of fun, and I think that like you do get in a lot of conversations when you have uh, like that are high pressure about you know where do you work, where you went to school. There's always kind of this you know pressure which you gotta you know reaffirm your identity. And you know, I, I work, I work in customer service and you know that's kind of exciting. It's not like, you know, hey, I work at some high powered company. But I was thinking, you know, I was walking through uh, Bed Bug and Beyond, which is my my name for uh, the Tenderloin. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, shit man, how about like easy money? And I'm not talking about like human trafficking or drugs. Like I'm talking about easy money that is like morally sound. And uh, I was thinking like, oh, you know, what's like a sweet job that you can get like an easy paycheck? And I was like, okay, college elective teacher. That's a good one. And I thought, what would my life be like as a college elective teacher? It's like, what class I teach? I'm like a 
Okay, here we go. Uh, welcome to uh, People Magazine versus Dinosaurs. My name is uh, Mr. Fredrickson. We're going to be looking at a slideshow of Taylor Swift's various uh, boyfriends. And uh, over here, we're going to look at our favorite impressions of uh, Ernest Hemingway by uh, late comedians. None of this will be on the final. And I'm going to go ahead and just pass around some Skittles. Uh, I'll be in the car for 20 minutes jacking off. I'll come back here, and we're going to talk about IKEA furniture. All right, guys? It's a good class. Um, you know, and I think, hey, that'd be great, right? Like teaching college electives. And then what else? What else would fit on that list? And the next thing that came to my mind was like car commercial director, because, you know, that's something that we all think we can do, right? Every car commercial is the same. You know, you look at it and it's just like, hey, Steve, what's it going to be this week? Oh, we need something new. Acura, they need something for their new uh, SUV. What is it? Like, okay, man, uh, we're going to get the car. We're going to wash it. Okay, I like where this is going. Uh, we're going to wash the car. We're going to get it on the road. Okay, okay. Uh, we're going to drive it. It's going to go down the street. It's going to go down the street. Then it's going to hit a building. The building has glass. It's really shiny. It's going to reflect the car. Car's going to make a right and stop. 0%. Do it. Signing. $3,000 cash back. End. Like, Jesus, that's fucking amazing. Here's a $100,000 check. I don't know where you come up with these ideas, but keep it going. Um, so yeah, that was, that was definitely the end of that joke. Um, <laughs> I was going to do some shit like about wingdings and bring up some other directors, but I don't even know where I was going to fit that in. Um, I was thinking when you have to go to the dentist or you're hungover or it's fucking Monday, I think there should be like an Uber service called like Uber Fuck It, where you just, you get in the car and it just takes you to like a high vantage point, like the Golden Gate Bridge, and you just tip, you just tip the driver. There's like no questions asked. Like he gets like a plus $2,300 or whatever you have in your savings, and you just go off the bridge. Like that's it. Or there's like a Uber like fuck it plus where like you and the driver can like have this like sacred pact, and you just drive into like the nearest like parking garage and just like blast like more than a feeling on the radio and just like drink continuously and then like, all your money like ironically gets donated to like the Yellow Ribbon Foundation. And then like, you know, that's it. Um, but seriously, I don't know if I have any more material than that, Pam. So I think that's it. Thank you so much, guys. Now it's going to be in my head all night. Thank you so much, everybody. Devin Kells, yay! I'll never forget your name, even though it looks like there's T's behind it and everything else. You guys, your next comedian is new. We don't give him anything special here, because I don't give a fuck, but you're going to clap, because you've never heard his jokes. Who is this guy? Clap your hands wildly. Get those meat paws. Slap them together for Jimmy all day. I'm trying to leave a good impression. I'm Jimmy. I'm from Oakland. If the rent gets more expensive, I won't be from Oakland. Uh, I used to live in Sierra Vista, Arizona. Nobody knows where the fuck that is. That's in Arizona, in a part of Arizona where there's no Chinese food. Now I'm a Bay Area kid and I grew up. And so I'm used to Chinese food. And so when you get to a place where there's no Chinese food, you have to really think hard and have a, have a good visionary life. And basically anything served to me by the hand of a Chinese person was Chinese food. So I've had Chinese falafel. I've had Chinese pancakes. I had Chinese steak and eggs. And that did for a long time. And I was thankful. Uh, 
what's another good thing? Oh yeah, I got here uh, and I was so happy that the the Super Bowl was fucking over. I was thrilled to death because I work out here and I had to deal with all the fucking tourists and the the motorcades and the roadblocks and the armored cars and all the nice stuff. And one of the things that would come up a lot is uh, us redistributing the homeless. And there was a lot of emotional outrage about this. But I was like, I was thinking about it. How do you fucking dispossess people that don't live no fucking where? I mean, if a motherfucker lives in a box, you just move the fucking box. It's a fucking mobile home. They'll be back. They ain't going nowhere. As long as we got Colt 45 and cigarette butts and like chains in your pockets, they'll be back. They're your friends. They come with the neighborhood. A lot of people didn't laugh at that fucking joke. I find it was fucking hilarious. Um, I grew up in a religious family and you go to church Monday through Friday all the time. And one of the things you do when you're a small child is, and especially when I came up, was like evangelical church. And you would see the 58 old lady, the 58 year old old lady, and she'd roll around on the fucking floor and foam at the mouth and catch the Holy Ghost. And you try to make sense of that. And I looked up to my mom and I'm like, mom, what the fuck is she doing? And she would look down to me and say, she just loves Jesus a whole lot. And I said, well, fuck that. And fuck, what's the fuck's up with Jesus? Nothing? Okay, good. <laughs> I'd rather go to hell. Uh, I have a vision of what hell, what heaven looks like, actually. Um, but I, I have certain roadblocks in my perception of what heaven is because they keep giving you some bullshit attached to it. For one, what are the pearly gates all about? What are, we, what are the gates keeping out of heaven? Why does heaven have gates? You're either in heaven or you're in hell, right? There's no middle ground. You've made it. You've arrived. You're in heaven. And so I've conjured a theory, and I want you to follow along with me. You get to heaven. You go up past your, your loved ones into the cloud, into the stratosphere. You make it to the astral plane. You're sitting there, and here's the gates of heaven. And there's St. Peter, and he's behind the gate, and he's, he's welcoming you in with his hands. And you can see his lips move as you're coming towards the gate. And you see St. Peter open the gate real quick and open up his mouth, and you don't know exactly what he's saying. You see his lips moving. As you get closer and closer, you hear from St. Peter, run, 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 come, 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 go, go, go. You make it to the other side of the gate. He slams the gate shut, and you're asking him, why are you screaming? Bears, they're everywhere. You should have seen what they did to fucking Abraham Lincoln. They tore him apart. I'm thankful that people, Jimmy. in heaven says Jimmy all day yes I believe in the Bears I do go Chicago forever right when are they gonna get back in the Super Bowl your next comedian uh, she is my co-host on a wonderful show that's Wednesdays noon to two uh, she's a hilarious human being you guys are gonna love her slap your meat paws together it's LaToya the Sheriff of Truth win Cookies, you're oh, yeah. generous. No, I don't want any. I just wanted to say cookies. <laughs> I am very, very like I'm starting to become a mean old biatch. You know, like I came, I went to work today. I work in the service industry, and um, people were like all happy and giddy, like, "Hey, Sh Sharif, how's your day?" Yeah, and I was just like, like I'm just, I and plus I'm not a morning person either. It's like one of you know those sayings, like in third grade, those stupid horrible sayings. I'd be like, "Hey, respect elders, yeah," and kids like this. <laughs> I hate that shit. That's what like cheerfulness of the day, like people were having. I wasn't. I like to feel 
mean and ugly and on the inside. But anyway, speaking of mean and ugly on the inside, I hate VD Day. I really hate it. I think the best time for Valentine's Day to do something nice to your lover is cheat on them. So I signed up for OkCupid. <laughs> I really did. Um, it's really stupid, the on online dating thing. I don't get it, especially when you're in a relationship and you're trying to cheat. It's horrible. Yeah, I'm actually trying to do this and I'm not really good at it. So I put an open relationship, trying to be sneaky about it. No, it's not working either. That didn't work. I'm just like, okay, uh, polyamorous. And some of the people's faces that come up on there are very, very horrifying. <laughs> there are some ugly ass motherfucking polyamorous couples. I'm telling you, like they're like really hairy, like just just something you wouldn't want your finger in. You know, it's just sort of <laughs> pretty gross. But you know, I've, I've been trying to do this per past month, so I've been preparing myself and it's failing. So I decided to get into something else, a uh, new vibrator. Uh, so when you can't cheat, you go buy another uh, electronical friend. And so my electronical friend, I already murdered already. So uh, tells you a lot about myself. But um, yeah, so it's in a vibrator heaven. So, you know, love you. Uh, <laughs> Energizer didn't do us enough justice. Um, so I am from a wonderful small suburb uh, called Ferguson, Missouri. You've probably heard of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. People cringe, right? I'm like, ooh. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments of growing up in Ferguson, Missouri uh, was a time when I was taking my friend to a tanning salon. Now, you ask, what the hell is a black person doing in a tanning salon? <laughs> well, I am light, so you know my skin changes like hypercolor t-shirts. For those who don't know, there were the t-shirts that would change when you touch them. Yeah, that's how old I am. Um, and so I remember I was taking him because he wanted to, you know, he wanted to get a tan. And I'm like, all right, I'll take you. You know, you don't have a car. <sighs> what an experience I had going to the tan, tanning salon. So, sitting there waiting, he's like telling the tanning girl, like, this is what I want. She takes him in the back. He's like, oh, do you want to sit in the uh, uh, salon with me? I'm like, uh, no. Uh, so, I'm waiting up front, and lady comes up, talking to the tanning salon lady. I'm sitting chilling, reading my, you know, People magazine, the whitest magazines, because there's no ebony or jet in a tanning salon. Uh, so I remember hearing the lady say, um, what kind of tan would you like, ma'am? And the lady responds, I want the tan that she has over there. She was pointing at fucking me. <laughs> yeah, so in other words, she wanted to be black. Now, if you want to be black, there's a lot of stigma and everything else that goes along with that, people. So you don't need to get a tan, you don't need as injections, nor do you need lip injections. You just need to be followed by the police, probably shot at, followed at a store, or someone touching your hair that you don't know. <laughs> Story of my life. All right, well, have a good night, guys. Happy Black History Month. Happy Black History Month, and if you tell her she can only celebrate half, you get a punch card from Dom from the earlier set.
and then we punch you in the face. All right, you guys. Um, that's been the happy hour. I apologize to Todd Hallenbeck and Journey Roberts for not having time for you. Next week, I promise, uh, it's just, it's sort of, you can pre-sign up early on the Mutiny Radio Happy Hour page. Uh, every time, you just have to do a little task for me on the internet, and then you get the pre-signed stuff, because there's only, like, 18 or 19 spots. But stay tuned. The next show is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. We have a great lineup for you tonight with Adam Strawbridge, Chess Berry, Jason Balmforth, Shelley Strabel, Justin Gomes. Filippo S. Fico, all the way from Italy. Spencer Latham. Dom Gellin's going to do another set. She's going to record it. And then your headliner, Ethan Albers. So stay tuned, and we'll see you guys next week on the happy hour. Must be right and singing. If you don't know the whole story, we've even got an observatory where you can look up with the stars at night and sing. Sing with me now. You tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Oh, uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm. 
until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast god, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends, here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about test, it. Test, test. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes 
every Monday from 6 to 8. That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. 
This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco.